This is Above Grade with J.S. Brown and your host, Bryce Jacob. Welcome to Above Grade. This is Bryce Jacob, your host. I'm the president of J.S. Brown and Company. I'm excited because this is the first week we're kicking off Above Grade, and it's our first podcast where each week we'll be discussing the construction landscape here in central Ohio. And with me every week is the producer of the show, Greg Hansberry. Hello. Greg, I'm excited that we're doing this thing. I'm pumped too. I, I feel like I'm going to be getting a free education. Yes. Because <laughs> this you, isn't your first time around. You've you've been doing uh, shows like this and you've been around the industry for, for a long time. you got gray hair. I have, yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of it. Yeah, I'm actually starting to lose my gray hair down the drain. <laughs> I hope it stays there for a while. But yeah, you, you say you're getting a free education. Now I think about it, I'm paying for your education. <laughs> what? It's so, like my dad. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you better listen to my advice because by the end of this uh, whole program, a year in, you're going to be an expert. You're right. going to run from construction or run toward it. So okay. we'll, we'll see what we or get Or at least impress my wife, which is really all that matters at all. <laughs> well, it's interesting when you, know, you say that because when I got into this industry, um, I used to operate retirement homes years ago. That's my okay, other life. Yeah. So my degrees in health administration and uh, I got into construction in kind of an interesting way, which we'll talk about more uh, as the weeks go on. Um, but I started using construction jargon and my wife found it very, uh, uh-huh. you know, very sexy. She uh, thought it was really nice when I was like, oh yeah, that's a standing seam roof they got over there and, and no big Ooh, deal. But she was like, Bryce. oh yeah, exactly. So yeah, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll good. spice up the love life. I'm, I'm sure with the some journal construction ready here. I'm going to start taking I'll notes. show you some immediate instant hits, by the way, if you'd like, <laughs> we'll do that off air. Okay. <laughs> but me and my wife, thank People you. People will have to tune in each week to get their uh, hot uh, jargon tip for the week. Wait, I'll this is a construction up. podcast, right? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Okay, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> I mean, isn't one of the village people a construction <laughs> oh, guy, right? I mean, oh, boy. We're trying our best each week. Uh, we're going to discuss a lot of neat things. So let's give, let's give our listeners a little uh, taste of what's to come, all right? Sure. So we're going to have a lot of experts in here. We're going to have guests. As a matter of fact, next week, we've got the, the founder, J.S. Brown, coming in. Uh, he's going be our first real guest on the show and uh, we'll get to hear how he got that company off the ground um, so we won't have just him on we'll have other experts in the industry whether they be vendors or suppliers that can let us know what the latest and greatest is and one of the things i'm excited about is doing some special episodes with neighborhood spotlights so we'll feature bexley or short north and we'll we'll talk to some of the city officials there what's going on what's hot in the area what development is happening in and around columbus it's pretty exciting for us too because that's stuff i love i just love to find out about of course, we always mm-hmm. have these podcasts archived, and uh, we also give you an opportunity to the same site at jsbrowncompany.com. You can look at that archive, but you can also go in and fire some questions our way. If there's topics you want us to discuss or there's questions burning on your mind you'd like us to answer during the show, we want to be there for you, educate you as well, along with Greg's free education. Mm-hmm. Sound good? Sounds great. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you, you said I got a lot of gray hairs. A lot of it is from three daughters. Uh, they're good gray hairs though, but having done, a, uh, uh, did a radio show here in central Ohio, uh, a remodeling show for about four and a half years. Yeah. So I did that for some time and it was a nice remodeling show and it's good to be back in the game again and getting out there and educating people. It's going to be fun to kind of go along for the ride. I hope so. And one of my favorite parts is there's a tip of the week, you know, so every episode and you, if you tune in, uh, you stay tuned into us, you're going to hear each week the uh, tip of the week. And then uh, a favorite part of the old radio show I did was uh, taking caller questions. And one of my favorite callers, of course, uh, is one of my favorite people, was my mother. Oh, great. Susie. 
my mom, Sue, <laughs> Sue from Toledo, she was known as, because she always called in with great questions. And so we've got a segment of the show that we're going to have periodically, Susie Q's. I ask where the questions from Susie, and you get to see a little bit of the relationship between my mom and I, which is pretty funny. You'll get to know her, and now you, now that you're calling me your dad, oh, great. <laughs> you can call her grandma. Gran- granny, yeah. yeah, be granny. So, <laughs> yeah, so granny, granny Sue. So, uh, and then we'll do a celebrity spotlight periodically. Where we'll get a celebrity on the show, and we'll uh, pick their brains about what they're doing um, to make their home beautiful. So, a lot of fun stuff. We still got time to talk about stuff. No way. Let's, 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 uh, I'll give you some more leash to hang right. yourself with. <laughs> awesome. Well, I like the sounds of that. You know what we're going to do? We're going to focus on you a little bit. Oh, great. Maybe you know? I don't, maybe ah, we're out of time. <laughs> Look at the time. I got to go. Don't we have to go All to right. weather? <laughs> Traffic, Traffic and, weather? and weather together. Yeah, Here yeah we let's go. do that. No, we're not going to do that right now. So I want to test your knowledge. So, All right. Okay. All right. I got to know about you a little bit. So right. you're a novice, right? In construction. I, well, yeah. Ever did ever build anything? No, no, no. So I, I, I we just bought uh, our second house about a year ago, and it was, Who's it was we, my Ron? wife and I. I got a right. wife and I got two little kids. All right, a little five year old, a three year old. So uh, I am a novice, but part of it is because I don't have the time or energy to do anything. You know, if I, you can't you know do a large project in twenty minute increments once a week. It's a little tough. It is. It is indeed. So, but usually it's those early years with a spouse before the kids arrive that it's romantic to build mm-hmm. something together or model your home together. You never got into the DIY or stuff? We did a little bit um, at our old home. Our, our first first house we bought together was uh, just a little ranch that uh, is moving ready, but a lot of painting, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. Uh, did you get a toolbox? I do have a toolbox. Yeah. Uh, I've got uh, actually that that christmas that we moved into to my house my dad uh, stocked me with uh just about everything he could find at uh at sears <laughs> so i've got uh i got all the basic stuff so you know the, the right. hammers the screwdrivers the wrenches the pliers the, the the basic stuff and then now as it goes at you know as a, a new project pops up then i find myself at the hardware store buying mm-hmm. that one expensive tool that i i'm only going to use for like five minutes and then probably never use it again still cheaper than hiring a contract <laughs> it's very true right yeah it's well, very true. It's funny how I shifted from healthcare to this industry. It was kind of on something like that, where um, I lived in a house in Charlotte, and uh, my wife and I had a home built in 1969, and it was a ranch, and it was outdated, needed a lot of work, and you know it was that young love and the right. energy we had, and we wanted to improve the home. And I didn't, I didn't know anything about construction. You know, I had to confess, I. Don't have anyone in my family who comes from this industry. Sure. And, um, you know, I had a hammer and just a couple tools, screwdrivers, you know, the essentials just to survive. And um, I thought, oh, you know, we got to update this kitchen. Let's do some work. Had no idea what anything cost. You know, I, I'd run to Home Depot, pick stuff up. So I did math off the shelves and thought, oh, it can't be that much. Sure. And so I, I had a guy come out to take a look at uh, tiling our kitchen. And uh, he came out and he looked at it and he shows up at my back door and uh, he's sloppily dressed, clearly came from a top job where he just tiled. So he's got grout all over him. He's messy. He's got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Uh, he looked he looked like it was the last place he wanted to be with sure. my house. Right. And he comes walking in. This young, in. idealistic, <laughs> young couple. Yeah, exactly. And we're all, you know, excited to have him. We had candles going. You know, here we were getting ro- romance the contractor. And. You know, so he comes in and uh, he takes a look at our space. He goes out to his truck and he writes up a proposal to do our floors. Well, that was $4,500 to tile my kitchen floor. There was vinyl down, so there really wasn't much to tear up. Sure. And it shocked 
shocked me to death. You know, because I've never heard numbers shot. before. Right. It happens yeah, to a lot yeah, of people yeah. even today, and it might to you as well if you go through going through this. But you know, I, I was standing there just shocked. This guy wanted forty five hundred because I did the math off the shelf at Home Depot. You know, I'd seen the price of a square foot of a ceramic tile mm-hmm. at a dollar fifteen or whatever it was, just a cheapy tile. Sure. And I did my math a square feet, and I thought, okay, this is probably going to be maybe a thousand fifteen hundred bucks to do my kitchen. It can't possibly be more than that. And when he told me that, I just went, nope. And he left and I, I, I went that Saturday, they had a tile clinic at Home Depot. Wow. And I went to Home Depot and I learned how to install tile. And I had a neighbor say, I help you. I got a saw, you know, I, I bought a, a little tile saw and why don't you come on down? He's only used it once. <laughs> yeah. He's used it to do his projects and he said, oh man, you should be doing it yourself. And so I thought, okay, cool. Well, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I, I did it and I loved doing it. Cool. And the next thing you know, everything in my house is covered in tile because it just it was like went <laughs> from one, going. Yeah, went from the kitchen to the bathrooms, <laughs> the hall, the entry hall, you know, I was doing the walls. walls. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was going all over the place. I was having a, a fun time and I, I got into the bathroom and I wanted to do my shower walls and I was like, man, I got to get a plumber out here. Well, what'd my neighbor say? You don't do need a yourself. plumber. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you how to cut copper and sweat pipes. This neighbor's either the smartest man in the world or, uh, they were a lot trouble. of, uh, I lived in a neighborhood, fortunately, of people that really did do a lot of their own projects. It was, you know, they were in uh, homes that that's what a lot of people did sure. as they did their own work. And so I had, uh, I established a lot of good relationships with guys that knew, um, knew how to do this. And the thing, Greg, that kind of dawned on me that I didn't realize I had before was vision. Mm, and you can't teach that really you can, can you? yeah you either have it or you don't and i always knew how to read blueprints I, w- I never knew what it meant but i always could walk into a space and see it differently or understood cool spatial orientation i have a very good engineering mind as well so i could look at things and understand what was load bearing and what wasn't without having gone to school for that per se and uh and i i realized other people can't i thought everybody could do sure. that. i didn't think there was anything special about that whatsoever and I realized I really had a unique vision too, because I just saw things very differently. Very and cool. Since I've worked on that, I've been able to understand things at a deeper level, but still have a tremendous vision for things. And that's what's really dovetailed nicely into this industry. So that's how it kind of started for me. It started literally from a guy coming to my door telling me that a project was too much. Now I do it all the it's time. It's scary, to Bryce, because <laughs> that, sound, that sounds, I mean, kind of similar to my my story. The second house that we bought now is a fixer-upper, and I'm doing a lot of it myself. We hired a lot to, uh, out to do some of the, the bigger projects, but I do enjoy it, and like I said, the problem is, is that with the job and kids and everything, it's hard to find time to get it all done, but I enjoy it, and, you know, there's nothing better than, a, like a good spring Saturday afternoon with the windows open, you turn on the radio and you're just working yeah. on a project and you just know as soon as you're done, you could crack open a Bud Light and uh, just yeah. enjoy the project that you just completed. Yeah, I'd have a craft beer, not a Bud Light. Well, yeah. so. <laughs> I just spent <laughs> all my money you, on tile, Bryce. Come on. <laughs> you can't spend it on beer now. That's <laughs> true. Well, gosh, good point. But uh, yeah, it's fulfilling too, isn't it? Right. And back yeah. to yeah. Not not beer, but the uh, the, <laughs> the other project, part, yeah, yes, the project yes. related topic. Uh, yeah, it's very fulfilling, and when you get to see, and that's what I enjoy about what I do now is I get to uh, have a vision, share it with somebody, and watch how it impacts their quality of life, and they get to enjoy it, yep. you know. And hopefully, they invite me over to enjoy it with them sometimes, <laughs> uh, which is important about the relationship. But that's that's tough for people to, to do because they don't they don't know uh, what they don't know when right. it comes to construction. It's it's kind of scary getting into it. So 
I'm curious okay. uh, with you and kind of thinking this whole thing through, what do you think the biggest barrier is homeowners have with planning a remodeling project? They got to uh, put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> that should be a segment of each show. It's put time Greg to on put the Greg spot. on the spot. Yeah. Well, I would think finding a trust, trustworthy source, that, you know, somebody that you could go to that you, you trust that if they give you a $4,500 quote, they're not just trying to rip you off. Right. And that they're going to give you, you know, their all and, and what they, you know, and make it look good as if they were doing it at their own home, you know? I, 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 I'm so that's sh- what you'd want. Yeah, right? exactly. So how do you find them? Hopefully you're going to tell us, Bryce, <laughs> that's what this podcast is for, maybe. <laughs> other than, other than the tr- finding oh, the time shoot. to do it, you know, like I said, trying to find time to, to get some projects accomplished. I would think trying to find someone that you could actually trust to work with who's not trying to screw you over. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that and that's the thing. Everyone's uh, if they don't know who that resource is, that's the fear they have because mm-hmm. they're going to get taken advantage of. It's like your car, your mechanic. You know, you just hope you take it to a guy that you trust. It's it's going to work on you, and not not run you over. You know. Yeah, if you if you're not an expert in the area, it very quickly can come undone for you mm-hmm. if you if you don't trust. And there's enough stories out there as to why you shouldn't trust. Mm-hmm. And we hear about it all the time on the news, people getting taken advantage of, you know, there's even segments of the news where they do uh, a part where they, they highlight a contractor or somebody who hasn't fulfilled an obligation to somebody. So we hear the dangerous side of it. And so the, the biggest barrier to your point is knowing how to get started and who to talk to. There's some really good resources out there. Obviously, I'd tell you, just go to J.S. Brown. All your <laughs> yes. worries will go away, right? JSBrownCompany.com. Yeah. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's one way to, to talk to a professional. But we're an established company, too. You know, 40 years doing this. There's a reason you're in business for 40 years. It's not because you're overpriced or underpriced. You're doing sure. something right. And, and people and, trust uh, you. And people trust. And so there are uh, good organizations out there. Uh, Nary is one of them. You ever hear Nary? Yeah, yeah it's, it's I don't know. It does NARI, right? Yeah, not nothing to do with rifle associations <laughs> or anything. That's the biggest mistake there. Yeah, it's NARI. It's National Association of the Remodeling Industry. Okay, and so that's a uh, it's a national association, of course. And of remodelers, a local, yeah, of remodelers. <laughs> you got it. You're putting it all together. Ah. Now. You're going to be a quick study. <laughs> so yeah, so you have NARI, and we have a local chapter, Central Ohio. And it's the, all the, all the contractors in the area are part of that, that, uh, are licensed, accredited, insured and good standing with better business bureau. So, you know, it's a, it's a good way to kind of cut through the clutter if you don't have a referral, because usually a referral is a pretty good way, uh, of sure. finding out, you know, word of mouth from a friend. Um, but then of course you see, um, you have, you have Nary that's a good resource by contacting them. You can go to trustnary.org. They'll help you out. The other is just drive around. You'll see signs in people's yards. You know, that means someone did a lot of the legwork for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't mean they're going to be wonderful, but if you see a lot of their signs around, uh, that sometimes is an indication of a good starting point for you, at least someone to, to interview. So you want the tip for the week? Is it about time to do that, you think? Let's do it. It's time for the tip of the week. The inaugural tip of the week. I hope it's a good one. Man, oh man. I- no pressure. So here's the tip. If you're like everyone else, hiring the right contractor can be intimidating. Before you hire a contractor, be sure to get to know the production team. Take time to visit your contractor at their place of business and see who will be in charge of running the on-site construction of your project. If this person is not made available to you, there should be a reason for concern. The company you choose should be proud of their production team and want to show them off to you. That's your tip for the week. Now let's get back to our discussion. All right, Greg. So now that we did the tip, 
It tied in nicely, didn't it, to what we were talking about? It's Did almost you plan like that? a natural flow. I used a construction term, dovetail. Oh, yeah. so that's I'm carpentry. Gonna, oh, I gotta write that term? one down for my yeah. wife, honey. Your, your honey, wo- dovetail. She'll 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 love she'll <laughs> love dovetail. <God. laughs> All right. So we talked a little bit about our our barriers that we have here. Uh, have you ever hired a contractor? I, I, I did this this last house that we, we just moved into. Um, we hired a contractor, and luckily we were able to get a referral from a uh, our real estate agent okay, who we trusted. Yeah. Um, but he did uh, some some bigger projects that I couldn't handle. Um, he uh, built an island and um, did some cabinetry work, mm-hmm. um, and also uh, did drywall. I don't know, <laughs> so I don't. I don't. So he's crazy. Yeah, so he's nuts. <laughs> uh, but he, some of those bigger projects that I wasn't about to try to jump in, especially on a time crunch. Yeah. We also hired a uh, someone else uh, independent of him to um, do our floors. So we've hired a handful of people over the past couple of years, and. Some have worked out great and some yeah. I might've looked a little bit harder next time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, um, in construction, just like anything else, you get what you pay for and sure. you know, you can, <clears throat> and not everything has to be top of the line. Right. You know, to your point, sometimes when you're refacing cabinetry, you want it to last for a period of time, just bridge a gap. Sure. And there are certain people that are very, very good at getting you across that finish line. And when you want to get into something that's much more involved, you, you may have to, you know, accept the fact that it's going to cost more, Sure. Uh, the more complicated that the task actually gets. Right. You know? and, and that's what, um, you know, that's what our, our company is really geared for. It's not for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. I'll be the first to tell you, J.S. Brown isn't, isn't going to be a company that's the silver bullet solution for you. Um, but we have a, a certain method and how, how we work. And so, you know, there's. There's several different, and this will be good for your education here. Okay, all right. So if you're ready and everybody else out get, there. Get your pencils ready. Get your pencils ready, yeah. There's um, there's a difference, and I'm going to ask if you know the difference between these, but hiring an architect directly to work with on design, hiring a design build company, or a general contractor, or being a DIYer, which we talked a little bit about, the sure. DIYer. But are you familiar with what what the differences are? Yeah, I mean, loosely, but I mean, loosely, yeah. you know, I mean, just kind of what you... What, what the general people would know, but I would think like a general contractor would cover all of those umbrellas, but I guess you're telling me not necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily. So there's, let's start at the, the first one there, just having an architect. So having an architect do designs, what they're very skilled at doing is taking a look at your home, understanding the intricacies of the structure and being able to design alternative solutions for whatever you're trying to accomplish. So if sure. you're planning an addition or just reconfiguration of the floor plan, and again, they, they usually get an architect involved when it's more complicated than an island right, facing right, right, cabinet. Right. So, you know, you're doing something fairly significant in a home. And that's and they don't necessarily do the actual physical labor. They kind of are more the designer up front, kind of the first process. The first step. Yeah, yeah, the first step. Yeah, the architect is the is the one who's going to be doing that first step of of the design. Would you hire an architect independently of a general contractor or do most general contractors have architects that they like to work with or? So when you get into the term design build, that's where you Ah. have the architectural element along with an interior design element along with the construction element. So it's kind of a, it's the umbrella that covers it all. Um, And there are pros and cons to that. Um, I'd be happy to share that because we're design build. I have to like that Brown model. Is, yeah. yeah. J.S. Brown's design all build. in one. Yeah. You don't All have to, yeah. we still around. work with architects because you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of families have a relationship with an architect or there's a confidence level with an architect, uh, that just feels different. Um, and so they, uh, hire, there's a lot of great architects in Columbus. 
and um, and they do wonderful design. So the interesting, you know, this is a, a national st- statistic, so I don't know if it's relevant necessarily to Columbus, but it'd be close to this. The 80% of what an architect designs doesn't get built. Mm. You know, so only 20% of what an architect actually designs get built. And that was a, a really interesting statistic. And a part of that problem is I worked for an architectural firm. So I know that was our stat as well. Down in Charlotte, I ended up working at an architectural firm. We had 205 architects and we would design stuff and design it and design it and design it. And ultimately what would happen is the designs would go out to bid to contractors. And oftentimes those numbers would come back and they were higher than the client wanted to be investing in that, that project. So there was a lot of redesign. There was a lot of, you know, taking what was this big grand plan and doing what the industry term is a value engineer it. So you, you kind of take it down to try to manage the numbers down. But at the end of the day, the general contractor is telling you what the price of the project is, not the architect. Sure. They might have a rough idea of where it's going to be, but, uh, you're, the contractor is going to know. That's why I liked about design build personally, um, is that we have the ability to, to do design. Now, there are some architects that do some just off the charts design. Right. And, it's going to cost so, you an arm and a leg though. Yeah, it yeah. can. And so while we have very, very good designers on our staff, there is a benefit uh, in working with an architect sometimes just for different creative ideas. Sure. So we have the architectural side and then the interior design side, which Many times architects that you would hire don't have the interior designer. You would need to then contract with an interior designer. And that's, you know, it's, it's again, it's what you prefer to go through, but mm-hmm. understanding what the benefits are. Um, we do like having, it's a little more expensive, you know, for a homeowner when they go the design build route commonly uh, than to take an architect's plan and send it out to bid. Mm-hmm. When they send it out to bid, what people are typically looking for is who can do it the soonest for the least amount. Sure. And that's the whole, you will get what you pay for. Right. In that case, there are a lot of good contractors out there that do nice work, but there's a lot of trade-offs that come along with it. And so as we've structured the company to be design build, we do the architectural design and planning. We're doing the interior design and planning. And one of the things that always gets communicated to us in the very first meeting is someone's desired investment range they want to be in. So that helps us drive what scale we take the design to. So we actually have 80% of our work become projects as opposed to the flip of the way around. And so that was one of the ways we could reverse math on it. And it it still doesn't mean it's going to be, you know, inexpensive, but you're working on a more accurate um, target in many cases when you have a number in mind up front that's realistic for us knowing what we can build it for. Are you able to work kind of across the platform where you might be able to steal a little money from this segment to, Mm -hmm. to, you know what I mean? Does that make sense where you might be able to take some of the budget away from design to put into the architect and vice versa? Well, that's, that's the part that's really nice with having interior designers because their gift is uh, when you're working through that entire process together, they oftentimes come up with things where they say, Hey, if we go with this route with the product, it helps us save money because I want to put a bigger splash you know, the bigger investment's going to be in the cabinets, for example, Mm -hmm. but in the backsplash that we're putting up, if we don't go with the top end Walker Zanger tile. We can go with a Crossville tile that has a nice complement to what that would have been. It gives us still a great look at a fraction of the cost, mm-hmm. and it allows us to co- accomplish the total goal. Cool. And so that that's a that's the nice part of what the interior designers bring to the tables. It's that big pool of all those products that are out there in the world today that didn't used to be there just 25 years ago, and uh, trying to sort through all that to give someone a unique custom project. 
Sure. It's a lot of fun. Well, and then you go to the general contractor and the general contractor is the one who's helping coordinate all the pieces and parts. But generally you're still working with the interior designer. The architect is in the middle um, of that as well. So there's the three legs of the stool sure. are, are working. The client is working independently with the three and they start to bring them together. But I can tell you the one challenge with that, that I hear from homeowners all the time is that when a problem occurs and they do occur, there's an accountability piece. Who's taking, who's holding themselves accountable to the mistake or the miscommunication or sure. the misunderstanding. And, and we've, we've come across a little bit of that just with even just scheduling. Well, the floors need to be, you know, you need to be off the floors for two days. Yeah. Well, we can't do that because I got the guys coming upstairs to paint next week and do carpet. So yeah, I, I can understand yeah. how juggling that can be kind of, uh, yeah. kind of complicated as well. Yep. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a little tricky. Well, the the one caught in the middle is always the homeowner. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Um, you know, we we've we've worked with architects uh, a lot. You know, where homeowners want JS Brown to build it, and they want us to work with a particular architect, which which we're happy to do. Mm-hmm. I'm really thrilled when we get a chance to do that. We've got really good relationships with uh, architects in and around town uh, that do just a really nice job. Dean Wentz is a great uh, architect out of Bexley. We do a lot of a lot of things with very talented and easy to work with. And we have each other's back. You know, that's one of the things when you work with guys like Richard Taylor and, and you have Gary Alexander, uh, these are all architects in town. Um, they, we have really nice relationships with when there are problems and they know they happen, you know, remodeling is tricky because we didn't build the home. None of us did. And we open up walls and we find things that have been <laughs> done by others, you know, 50 years ago that we have to then address bad uh, electric or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Got to put our heads together and figure out what we need to do to, to make it right uh, for the homeowner. And so having those relationships, you know, are, are, are very important to us. So it's a, you know, it's a great way. Homeowners just have to kind of understand, understand what they're, what they're walking into with it and, and have some fun with it. You know, one of my wife, uh, my wife and my guilty pleasures are to watch the shows on, on the TV networks, you know, the HGTVs where oh, they, where, yeah, well, they come in and yeah. they just drink Bud flip, Light. It, Don't watch that <laughs> flip an entire house or do a remodel makeover or whatever. And it takes, you know, five days and, you know, they're $20,000 under budget. What's yeah. that mean? Is that realistic? How long really? Because then you hear horror stories on the, the other side. How much of the Bud Light side. did you drink, by the way, when you were watching this? All of it. <laughs> All just of to it. Keep, keep myself entertained. <laughs> Uh, but then you'll hear stories on the other side where a contractor drags things out and he's there for, hasn't finished it up and he's over a year, you know, these horror stories. What's a realistic uh, a yeah. goal for a time timeline for a construction Boy, that's project? A, that's a really tough one. Uh, a lot of it depends on the type of project and the scope of the project. And But, you know, I, I'll tell you one of the things that you don't catch on the television shows is is the real slice of reality. Um, yeah, if you ever see the property brothers, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they, they, uh, came into town a couple years ago for the home and garden show that's, uh, that's in the spring. And, uh, I was really glad to hear them say what they did about television because it really, it, it took us off the hook as contractors and saying, it's not real. What you're seeing on TV isn't real. They, everyone <laughs> thought we were just complaining to try to make a bigger buck. And, uh, what the property brother said is, I don't want you folks to believe that it costs what we say it does on the show because it's that's a fraction of what the real cost is. Mm. And everyone in the audience, their eyes got really uh. big, and I and I'm minded too because I was standing there going, "Oh, what are they? You know, where are they going with this?" Right, right, right. And they said there are so many factors that go into television that are 
uh, in exchange for the marketing exposure mm -hmm. that never get tallied into the actual cost of the real project that's at hand. Some people want their name shown on a truck that drives by, the furniture that's delivered, the interior designer doesn't charge because their name is used, the architect, they get you know, their stuff whatever on it TV, might be, yeah. they get their stuff on TV. And so it doesn't get calculated into the value of what they would have charged otherwise. So, you know, when we do a project, no one's on TV. We're not doing it for promotion. We're doing it because someone wants us done to their home. Mm -hmm. So that reality isn't there. The other thing, they're coordinating this all behind the scenes to get all the codes passed and all the inspections, all that thing done before they start work, like extreme home makeover to build a house in a week. No, it can't be done. It, right. do, it can't be done in heaven. <laughs> Yet they do it on television for us. And those houses all, the reason that show isn't around anymore, they're all falling down. They were built too rapidly. They were built <laughs> without, it. and, and the I've people that were in that. them, their habits didn't change on how you take care of a home. Sure. You saw how they took care of a home before and they, homes built that quickly can't sustain that type of impact mm -hmm. from the way people live in them. So there's a lot of just glam that we see out there and it's made it difficult for, for contractors to have those conversations. And there, there's a whole show that we'll have on setting realistic expectations for homeowners, but you know, it takes time. You know, when someone says, well, are you going to be in here for two weeks doing our bathroom? I go, no, it's probably two months. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is it taking you so long? Right. Are you not here or aren't you going to work on it? And no, it actually takes that long by the time, you know, it, it isn't like TV where the glam of, you know, you see the guy bend down to pick something up on the floor and the other guy swings a two by four and it just, whoa, thank goodness he bent down because it <laughs> goes over his head. And <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> it would have, yeah, it's exactly right. They do that for TV. Well, we don't have guys working over each other. You know, we have a trade come in and do their thing. He leaves. The next trade comes in, does his thing. He leaves. And it's how you get better quality. It's how it's safe. And it's how you get it sure. done accurately. At and the same so, time though, do you see a, um, and maybe it's not a good thing, but more of an interest in home remodeling and home design because of these shows like yeah that's a good spin is it good or bad for the industry do you think i think it's uh i think it's good i think there are a lot of good things about it where um we've had the opportunity for people to have their eyes open to real possibilities mm -hmm. and if they can look past timeline and cost and say that's something i'd want to do and they continue to do their due diligence and research because the internet boy i mean pinterest and house those types of uh, tools are so incredible. You know, we're, we'll talk a lot about those over the years to come on this program about how beneficial they are just to create idea books. People know their boundaries too. There are some people who realize they're creative and they want to try to tackle something. And then they realize, you know, marriage counseling is expensive. So maybe we should hire a, a, a contractor. <laughs> dovetail. Uh, dovetail. That's right. There it is. Yeah. I mean, the it's the word for the week, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I'll, so, I'll let you know how it goes next week. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, th those are some of the things that, um, you know, homeowners really need to think about and sure. from a good and from a bad perspective of television. It's got both. Mm -hmm. It's all bundled into one. So, um, you know, we, we do have people say, Hey, I saw this technique on TV and you know, everyone's like, don't you love watching those shows? I got to turn it off at some point. You know, I, I don't watch those shows around the clock every now and then my wife likes to tune in i like mm -hmm. treehouse masters because oh, yeah, i don't build one. tree houses so it's fun for me to see you know carpenters building these wicked cool tree yeah houses. I, i've watched that show you before know? too and then they tell me how much they're building them for and i'm, like, I'm buying one you know eighty thousand dollars for a tree house with a fireplace and a bathroom in it you'd never Are have to go inside me? again <laughs> yeah I, it'd be fantastic you know come build one and then you find out he'll do it for 350 and you're like, right yeah okay i'm not putting it on tv 
So <laughs> it's fun. Not yeah, bitter. You turn into a swing in the backyard <laughs> or uh, hanging onto the tree. That's right. A really nice one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's about right. All right. Well, cool. I think that about wraps things up for this week, don't you think? It's yeah, a great it first good, show. No, good to find out a little bit about you and what to expect. I, like I said, I think I'm in store for, uh, I've got the best seat in the house, let's just say. Well, I would too. Good. <laughs> you do. You got a great seat and that big control panel in front of you and you yeah. get to silence me when you want. Do Soak all in of, all of these nice words that are going to make my wife all impressed. Well, we're going to kick it off next week with our first guest. I baited you a little bit and said that CEO and founder of J.S. Brown and Company, Jeff Brown, he's going to be with us to give us a highlight reel of 40 years in business as a leading remodeler in central Ohio. So you want to make sure that you go to J.S. Brown and Company if if you want to check that out archived in there and listen to that one because we'll have that one posted as soon as it, uh, as soon as we record that. If you just can't get enough construction news, be sure to check out our archives of above grade podcasts on iTunes or at jsbrowncompany.com. If you want even more information about construction, be sure to tune in every Sunday from 830 uh, a.m. at Sunny 95 for our house to your home. It's the Remodeler Showcase with Frog Hauling. So until next week, this is Bryce Jacob and Greg signing off. Have a great week. Above Grade is a Columbus Radio Group production and produced by me, Greg Hansberry.